0: Hello, my name is Marissa. And I'm Tatiana, and this is Casual Vibrations. So today we're going to look at um, some, I guess, diversity in the industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to mostly use a study done by uh, Dr. Stacy L. Smith, who's an associate professor at the University of Southern California. She's been running the study since 2012, and recently the data came out for 2020. Um, It looks at like the top uh, 100 songs of the year. And it kind of breaks it down in terms of diversity, basically. So a lot of it looks at women, but it also does look at uh, people of color. Um, so, for example, in 2020, women represented only 20.2% of the performing artists of the year's top songs, which was down from the year before, which was 22.5%, and slightly below the average uh, during the nine year, uh, of the nine years that the study's been going on, which is 21.6%. Interestingly, the average is three point six men to every woman performing artist in the top one hundred songs.
1: Um, it doesn't surprise me considering that systemic patriarchal things happen and stuff like that, and considering that women only make are like twenty two percent of the, all the artists, um, including to amplify her voice, which is we got the data from there. But I do think it's such a low number. And considering that I listen to a lot of women and stuff like that, it kind of strikes me as a little wild. But then I think about, like, oh, who's nominated and who's won awards and stuff like that. And I remember, like, top female artists like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and even Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion. Like, until this year, like, you did not see them win or, like, the last couple years. Like, I don't think Nicki Minaj has ever been – or won a thing yeah I and mean, i don't think until cardi b i think was one of the, or i don't think cardi i think cardi b was actually the first one to reach number one on billboard i could be wrong on that but it's very rare
0: yeah i mean this was the first year of grammys where women swept the top four categories it's never happened before it's very rare for a woman to win any of the four categories. especially a
1: woman of color yeah which is props to megan because like she did that and she came and she took that and oh yeah obviously the grammys have a lot to work on um as you know the grammys are the scammies as we've seen on multiple social media platforms and to that point i do think they are um rooted in some into institutionalized racism patriarchy anything else you can get um but I do think that Megan deserved every award she got. Oh yeah, and the year before, uh, Billie Eilish swept a lot of oh, awards, yeah. which was huge. Both of them definitely deserved that. I honestly think uh, Doja Cat deserved a lot more than she got too. Yeah, and Taylor Swift one album of the year for Folklore. I think so. She won something. Yeah,
0: it was some album. It's been a while so since I- the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, like, all of that's huge and it is progress, right? But also the way the Grammys work is not the best. So it's progress, yeah. but it's not necessarily
1: very um, reflective of, of what the industry is. Yeah, I remember um, getting on Twitter and seeing, like, BTS specifically, which aren't women, but they are POC. Because um, it's Korean group they had the most sales the most streams and everything like that and I get that that comes from a lot of dedication from their fans but also they are a popular group in general even without the dedication from their fans and to say that they um only deserve one nomination for group effort uh is a little weird in my opinion and especially if like I know numbers aren't everything. And artistry should not be reflective of only the numbers.
0: Yeah, no. And if, I'll say if that. If the Recording Academy only went off of viralness, it would be a completely different Yeah, story. it would be a bunch of TikTok music yeah, noise. Yeah, just because your music went viral doesn't mean it's good. Oh.
1: but That's um, <laughs> <shots> fired. <laughs> but in this case, I will say, like their music has been this is like the first time they've been nominated for a grammy for their actual artistry they were Mm -hmm. nominated before for like packaging and stuff like that which their packaging was great but that wasn't their music you know yeah and i do think it's kind of weird to do that and not grammys aren't the only people who have done that i've seen other um academies and uh what do you call them award shows that have made oh best korean group instead of just putting them in the best, like, whatever Yeah, music. why do you have to make your own, their own separate category? Yeah, like, they,
0: okay, there's, like, rock and, like, uh, alternative and stuff like that. Yeah, so make a K-pop one, I guess. Yeah. But, like, Korean group,
1: really? Yeah, and then you just resort them to being in a Korean yeah, group, which like, is the problem.
0: That makes it feel like they can't win Artist of the Year.
1: And, you know, they've done this before. they just done it more, like, I guess sneaky is a way to say it because they would only nominate black artists for hip-hop or R&B instead of nominating them for, like, a... Uh, year or the album of the year or something like that like it's been a thing it's just uh i guess not more obvious because it's always been obvious but people are starting to like actually really see it deep down um while
0: we're talking about people of color um the study also found that um only or not only but 59% of the artists by the top 100 songs in 2020 were people of color and that's like a huge that's huge it's usually like in the thirty, like high 30s yeah. low 40s so 59% is huge and it's probable that that's because hip-hop and like that's become like very dominant recently that genre of music yeah it's definitely yeah on the heat scale high heat oh yeah <laughs> uh but like that's huge um in a white male-dominated industry. Oh, definitely. The people of color representing 59% is huge.
1: Well, again, it doesn't surprise me because, like, most of our music comes from black people. Like, we, like, white people have always stolen black people's music. And it's just something that, again, is happening still. Like, you, you see that only, what was it that are on the charts that were, like, the actual artists that were... Um, women of color
0: uh i don't think i have that data for this year but i have it for 2018 uh maybe
1: (laughs) maybe not well it says 22.4 of them were women in 2018 this is 2018 data and 42 percent of them were from poc groups i think that still is a whole of artists uh so well even then that's got to be a lower number because like oh yeah for sure It's wild to see, again, I'm glad that there are black people in the industry who are writing these songs and music, and Mm -hmm. I hope they are getting the credit that they deserve, including the royalties and everything else. It's just, I wish that it would be reflective of all parts of the industry, whether it be just the the artist, the writers, the managers, the agents, I don't think there's a single face that should be the face of music or the arts in general. And no. it's building very that. It takes a
0: village to make a song. Like, yeah. Because it's not just the creative people. It's also the people behind the scenes, the managers, the record labels who have to who fund this. I mean, not everyone has a record deal. Um, I can name several artists who don't and who are widely successful. But like they still have a team of people that are working. And a lot of those times, those teams of people are still white and still men. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's... I will say, the study did break it down, so it's not just the artists, but also, like, the songwriters. so it's, like, 12.9% of the credited songwriters for top 100 hits were women, which was slightly above the nine-year average, uh, which is 12.6%, but down from the year before at 14.4%. Yeah,
1: and it's... If we keep going down, it says, like, you know, most of these are women who wrote her their own music, so, like, Nicki Minaj... Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Cardi B, Ariana Grande. over half didn't have any women writers at all. Yeah, and that's just bonkers to me. <laughs> like, like, how do you... It's, it's not just a coincidence, in my opinion. I don't oh, think it's no. ever going to be a coincidence we that... There are
0: plenty of women songwriters out there. That That's just purposefully, whether yeah. consciously or not, con- or subconsciously, well, you're, purpose- y- you're choosing men. Yeah, and
1: I'm glad you said that, because it's like, you need to realize, like, even if you aren't doing it this intentionally, you are still doing it and you are still contributing to the things that are the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good look to look around and see who you are putting on your songs. And like, or even just like, let's say you have women for like everything else, except for the main song that's being promoted, like the MV and everything else, the song that's going to be streaming, you know, the hit song, basically, Mm -hmm. their title song. If you still don't have women on that, but you have women on everything else, it still feels weird to me. Like, why would you intentionally make it so women aren't on the title song? The one that gets the most streams.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's like saying, like, "Ah, I'm going to use you to pad, like, the songwriters that I have or the producers that I have, but you're not good enough to be on the song that's going to be the biggest.
1: Yeah, and it's very, again, it's weird. Like, just, I don't know. Because Because apparently
0: men's uh, ideas sell and not women's.
1: Yeah, which is just completely wrong. Like, it, even if in history this has been, like, wrong. Like, if we talk about the um, start of rock and roll. Like, yeah, we can put in some big names and then stuff like that. Like, Chuck Berry, you know, all that. But if nobody talks about, like, Sister Rosetta Tharp. And she is one of the biggest pioneers for rock music, you know? And when you think of rock music, a lot of people want to say Elvis. Elvis has never written a thing in his life. Most of his songs come from...
0: POC, yeah.
1: especially, but black women, like Hound Dog, yeah, that was not written by him. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the name of the song. If it's not Hound Dog, I'm embarrassed, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> um, and the thing is, it, it, producers, well, okay,
0: to give context, women only make up 13% of songwriters,
1: and according
0: to Amplify Her Voice,
1: yeah, be so that let's let's take a second to just put that in our head like women are only what do you say 13% of songwriters yeah 100% and 13% that means 97 or 87 87 I can't do math <laughs> um <laughs> uh 87% are men which is absolutely insane because I know that's not true if you like it's there's no way there's no way yeah so i mean It's one of those things where, like, this is obviously being used against women. And then, obviously, there's going to be layers to that. So, if you're a POC woman, and then if you're a different sexuality POC woman, you know, it's all going to be a change. And, like, the industry just doesn't support that enough. And they don't do that. So, like, you know, we're on the topic of things and stuff. We could talk about, like, Sam Smith. Sam Smith changed their pronouns to they, them. And I still see... I didn't know that. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people didn't see it as a big deal, which, you know, it kind of could be a good thing because we should start, like, not to use the word normalize, but normalizing using different pronouns and changing gender expression and stuff like that. But it's a different thing when people don't know versus when people intentionally still use The the wrong ones. And I see that a lot in the industry. I've seen it in articles from professionals, which is why I'm like, you don't deserve to have your job no and every time i see an article like that i quote it or read to it and i'm like give me your job i need it
0: (laughs) i would take it
1: yeah like if you can't respect every person as a human being you don't deserve to be in this industry because this industry is about self-expression it's about introducing yourself and challenging the norms and you know we've always done that we've always been in the industry where you know you can say something political in a song this is not an industry that's meant for just pure happiness and like like you can make happy-go-lucky songs with no meaning like i love songs like that um but a lot of songs also still have a message to them yeah and they've always challenged taboo topics in society
0: yeah artists who just make happy-go-lucky songs they're they're not going to be around for long yeah you know it's the ones that challenge things whether that be like to an extreme level like politically or whether that just be like a a smaller scale thing.
1: Yeah, like breaking, they're the ones who
0: stay around.
1: Yeah, like even like classical music breaking the norms of what everything was supposed to be. Like we think of like um Beethoven and Mozart and stuff, and they're people who like stretched what the musical confinements were, and like you know new genres were emerged from stretching the original parameters of other genres. Like we would not have new music if we didn't go out of our way to take things and say different things and make new things which if you're in the industry and you can't see that what are you doing because the whole point again is self-expression and if you're happy you're happy and you can make that but like you have to care for something in my opinion to in order to be something for a long time
0: yeah if you're okay with the status quo the music industry is not the place for you Obviously. yeah and exactly like uh, that goes into promoting diversity and inclusion like if you're okay with just having a bunch of men working on an article or a story geez a song with you an article can you tell work. i'm a journalism major wow uh, if you're just having a bunch of men work on this with you and your entire team is just white men and you don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, sometimes they are going to be the best people in the industry. Like, I'm not going to lie. There are white men who are good at their jobs in the industry. But mm-hmm. there's also women, there's people of color who are also just as good. Yeah. If you're not working to fix the industry from the inside, you know, that there's an issue.
1: Yeah, and like, if we're talking about songwriting and stuff, if you only have white men in the room, straight white men at that, um, and they don't see a problem with certain lyrics. Like, let's say you're singing about wanting to smooch a lady. <laughs> and there's something really weird in those lyrics. And the white, straight men who don't experience this type of like harassment or sexual harassment, they aren't gonna see what's wrong with it, yeah. which is a problem in itself. Because again, you have to face what you don't realize, you know? Yeah. But it's always good to hear another opinion or have somebody else on the team to tell you hey, what you're writing right now is very creepy, bro. Problematic. Very problematic. If you want to
0: be problematic, be problematic. But if it's not your intention.
1: Right. And like, you know, like if we go back, there's like Blurred Lines, for example. Yikes. Blurred Lines is a cacophony of problematic things. Like yeah. not only with the plagiarism of Marvin Gaye and stuff like that, but like also just the lyrics themselves, like Blurred the Lines. music video. Yes. And like... Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with, like, expressing a love and a want for somebody. Mm-hmm. But you can do that in a way that's not coming off as creepy and saying something is blurred lines. There is a clear yes or no when it comes to things. Yeah. And excusing it as blurred lines is very creepy and sexual harassment-y. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. A hundred percent. But the next piece of data to pivot a little bit here that was really interesting i have to scroll um well i guess still going off the songwriters thing the top male songwriter was max martin who had 44 credits of those songs like from the
1: songs in the top was Nicki minaj who only had 19.
0: and that's just
1: crazy to me because it's like first of all i know Nicki writes a lot of her music
0: and i'm sure she writes for other people too
1: Yeah. And, you know, she like she's expressed multiple times about going into her room and practicing her craft, which is literally writing music. And she's like, I don't like rapping things that aren't necessarily I don't touch like um, even if it's just like changing one word or something to make it flow better with her flow, because, Mm -hmm. you know, people have a unique flow. Mm -hmm. It's something that she still touches and looks at and makes sure it's okay for her to actually perform. So to just have somebody who has forty four credits and the next the closest woman to have nineteen is crazy for me. Yeah.
0: I mean nineteen is high. Yes, yeah, so it's get very me wrong. much high. It's impressive, especially as a, a woman of color, but it's nowhere close to forty four. And I believe the closest men would be very close to that as well. So nineteen and forty four represents such a a that's a big, big gap. difference. A big gap in the industry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's more than double. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I did the math right on that one. Yes, I like, did. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, and you know, like the closest person Nicki Minaj was Rihanna with 14. Rihanna hasn't released music in years. And Taylor Swift's 14, which is what the entire
0: album that she put out, basically. Right.
1: Like, I just. Cardi B is 13. Cardi B hasn't had as long as a, a career as these people o- o- yeah. putting on the top charts. Cardi B has been always hustling for yeah her music. But like, and then Ariana Grande with 12. Ariana Grande is like, every time she releases songs, it's on the top chart. So that's oh, yeah. like hard to believe. Yeah, but like
0: and all these women are fantastic songwriters.
1: Right, and performers too. Like yeah. they would not be up here. Like everybody, we can say these names and everybody will know who we're talking oh, yeah. about. I don't know who Max Martin is. I'm not going to lie. I don't either. I don't. Maybe it's... Like, what has he done? Is he an artist? Because that's kind of embarrassing. Nope. A Swedish record producer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Who's 50 years old, apparently.
0: Oh. Assuming this is the correct person.
1: <laughs> well, he's wrote some hits. Baby, one more time. I want it that way. It's gonna be me. Um, Sorry. Since you've been gone. Oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> He's very in touch with his feelings. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, nothing against him. Obviously, he's talented. He's wrote some hits and stuff like that. Like it, He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But
0: does he know what he's doing in a way that he just produces things and they're good and that's that. He doesn't really think about it.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I feel like there are also women who are going to be the same as that. Oh yeah, for and sure. There's there going to be people who
0: are just in it to check out hits. Yeah, there's going to sure. be
1: POC who are also going to be able to do that. In the way that it's just not there and it's not reflecting in the data. Just it says something bigger. But something I found interesting um, was that produce women producers are only 3% of the music industry.
0: Only 2% of the top 100 songs from uh, uh, from 2020. Which it, they were five percent in twenty nineteen.
1: Which is crazy to yeah. me. Like how do you only three percent are producers in general and then only two percent are on the board. Like that's almost all the women then. Like if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. I like
0: I love like I would be a producer if I could be a producer or an engineer. Well, that's like what I'm saying. for Most sure. Of
1: producers I've like been friends with and like this is obviously college level and stuff like that. Yeah. Have been women though. Like, or at least AFAB people who are assigned female at birth people who don't necessarily go by she, her, or feminine words anymore. Um, but that's still, like, I'm pretty sure that's going to be even lower than the just cisgender women. Oh, yeah. And if you break that down, it's going to be even lower for POC women and, oh, you know,
0: it LGBT is. women. Um, since 2012, of the hundred, 1,291 producer credits for the most popular songs, only nine of them were women of color and producers yeah right bro yeah which like that's not even a percent
1: (laughs) right like that's not even like a tenth of a percent (laughs) right like come on now and it just happens to be like the top songs and stuff like that like uh it's weird it's very much there needs to be reflection on dei in the industry and it's one of those things where it's like we need to do better we need to see better and how do people promote this better and I think the first step they can do is actually putting women and POC and women of color and gay people and um anybody of the LGBT really any uh anybody of under the trans umbrella like just on these tracks it's not it's not difficult it's really not no and the most difficult part is going against institutionalized things but oh. you have to start somewhere. And if you're not even putting them on the tracks that are, again, the title or something like that, then that says a lot.
0: And this is just coming from, like, an artist perspective, right? Like, what can you do as an artist? But also, like, for record companies, don't right. just hire the white men, the white straight men. There are women who are hustling every day just to get that job. Right. And they're working ten times harder than these men who graduated from Harvard without ever working a job in their life.
1: Right. Like, um, there's another article or – um, survey, it's the MIRA survey of musicians. Um, of 35% of those who were surveyed by the MIRA identified as female, and then 72% of the 35% said they have been discriminated against because of their sex, and 67% reported that they have been sexually harassed in the workplace. That's a lot. It's so many. That's like. But I can't say I'm surprised. Exactly. And again, not surprised it's every day and like i think people have this perception that arts are way more accepting oh the arts don't care oh no the arts are just as bad they are oh yeah and as soon as we realize that and start taking steps towards that and putting in workplace policies and stuff like that that will actually help and save women yeah and let them do their career without having to cater to a man to make sure they don't get fired or make sure their co-workers don't yell at them and the other co-workers believe them because they're men yeah which does happen yeah it would be a better place in the world for
0: <laughs> sure, um, I think it was for International Women's Day. Mandy Lead posted like a picture to Instagram, uh-huh. and the caption was just stories of like those kinds of interactions she's had while working in the music industry. Uh-huh. And like um, she, every paragraph starts like I can't remember the venue's name, but I remember, and it's just a different anecdote. And like one of them's like, a tour mate made a comment about the, uh, that the flesh on her chest was relentless in the best part of the show. Uh, Little did he know that every night when she got dressed, she would layer her sports bras to hide her breasts because she didn't want them on display for the male gaze. And,
1: like... Yeah, no, it doesn't, again, does not surprise me. It's so sad, too. Like, people often say this and it's like, oh, this happens everywhere. That That shouldn't be the norm. Oh, no. That should never be the norm. Like, you know, we've had people say this forever, like Taylor Swift. She literally has said multiple times again and again... Do not talk about me and my exes like this. First of all, you're slut-shaming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also, she hasn't even dated that many people. No. So you're making it seem like a boyfriend, whatever, is just too much. hmm And, you know, that it sucks, and it does a lot to people. Our next episode is going to be on mental health, but, like, this does affect people. So. Yeah, I
0: mean, it sucks, you know? Women are so overly sorry. sexualized. <laughs> And it's, it's it's rough, and it's not easy to deal with it. I mean, I'm, I'm technically not in the music industry right now, right? Because I'm a student, and I am not working in the music industry. But I've been sexually harassed, like, in the workplace. And it sucks, and it feels like there's nothing you can do to get away from it, and that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, and, you know, like, it's just it doesn't again it doesn't have to be music industries and stuff. Yeah. and i've been i've done jobs for music industry related things or like video productions especially and it's very much like if there is not a woman presence i don't feel safe mm-hmm. and you know like i had to quit a fast food restaurant job um i won't say it because i don't want to get i don't know sued. i don't know how these things work <laughs> but um <laughs> i'm not in law um <laughs> But I've been like sexually harassed. And he was just the whole time there was the a coworker and he was like, Look at her ass, look at her ass. Because they were ass. And I was like, Oh, I have a boyfriend, but he's gender fluid. he goes, Why well, he, him, and sometimes she, her. And they're like, Oh, so you like everyone? And I was like, Well, I'm pansexual, but that doesn't, okay. And then they started just thinking I was also gonna participate in looking at my coworker's ass. First of all, I'm in a relationship second of all that's just not something you do these people are here to work and make money it's already hard enough to be a fast food employee let alone fucking having to worry about um literally being sexualized for doing your job wearing black pants and a black shirt yeah
0: i mean i i was sexually harassed because i wouldn't put out and i was just like no like excuse you they showed up in my house like before and it's like yeah, and like I
1: don't even feel safe going home. Like, what bullshit is this? Exactly, and you know, I think a lot of women in the industry also face that, or like especially like women of color also because they are sexualized on a whole nother level. Oh yeah. Um, but if they don't put out, if they don't say yes, and if they continue to say no or stand the ground, they're sort of wrote off as aggressive. And then they're called a bitch, and then they can't get on the credits. They can't get on the job. They are automatically banned. They get blacklisted, basically. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, this industry is all about people talking. And if one man says that this woman is a mean person. That overrides everything else. Yeah, and he's not going to say, oh, I try to force her into it. He's not going to admit that. No. But even if he does admit it, sometimes men just do not care. Yeah, no, it wouldn't cost him his job. Unless the public found
0: out, like, he's got nothing to lose and she's got everything to lose. Well, there's
1: been the times where public find out and men still haven't lost their job. Like, every time I'm reminded of this, I think of Kesha and Dr. Luke. Yeah, it's his word versus hers. Exactly. Where it's like, and I think that's another thing. That's a whole other topic. Why would women lie about something so tragic and hurtful and harmful for their bodies to the point they needed to do multiple different things? I mean, I think the argument most people are going to make is
0: attention. But also, we, I don't want attention for that shit. Like,
1: like, if a woman wants attention, a woman will get attention. She knows how to do it in a way that doesn't hurt her. Why would this negative attention that people are getting, where they always call her, like, a liar, a slut, a bitch, and everything else, be attention that she wants? Yeah. Women are not like that, and that's part of the problem, part of the patriarchal way of thinking.
0: Yeah. Anyways,
1: music industry. Um so, yeah.
0: <laughs> got us straight a little bit, but also not at the same exact time. Um, uh, yeah, I mean I think that's also you can't promote diversity and inclusion in the music industry until you fix the underlying issues.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the hardest things to do, again, is just like say right then and there, we need to stop this. And, you know, women will release like music and stuff like that, and, you know, they just won't be seen as serious as enough or something like that. Or if they release a song empowering their sexuality and like their sexual empowers and stuff like that, like WAP, um, yeah. it's automatically always seen as, oh, inappropriate kids. These musicians do not owe you an explanation of, one, why they write the song, why they perform the song, nor do they raise your kids.
0: Yeah, also, like, it's not their job to uh, tell you what is and what is okay for your kids to listen. or what exactly. is Exactly, and
1: it's always women who have to answer to that oh, question. Oh, yeah, blurred
0: lines, no one gave Yeah, crap. no, a man
1: taking off his shirt and stripping on stage, oh, that's just what men do, it's sexy. Yeah. But um, a woman doing that, it's automatically disgraceful. Like, oh, it's, yeah. You know, when WAP was performing at the Grammys, it was all over the news and stuff like that. And like, oh, Cardi B opening like her legs, The oh. nip slip at, like, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah, No, she did not deserve that. And, like, you know, like, Justin Timberlake and all that was just making jokes out of it the whole time. Which is... His whole career. And he never got in trouble for it. Nobody even batted an eye at him. But everybody yeah. batted and banished Hannah Jackson from everything. She's yeah. basically blacklisted.
0: Yeah, and I mean okay, so the study has like triggered some like initiatives to come from it. Like uh, Al- Alicia Keys co-founded a group called She is the Music. So they they're trying to promote women through efforts like mentorship and like an employment database. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, the Recording Academy asked record companies, producers, and artists to like promise to consider at True. least two female candidates for production and engineering jobs, and at least 650 people have si- and companies have signed on since it started. But also, a promise means jack shit.
1: Right. And then also, it's tokenizing. Like, oh, if I get my one woman, if I get my one POC, like, that's not what diversity is. It's counteractive to the problem. It's tokenizing these people. Like, you are supposed to make this available for everybody equal Equally. Why is that we have to write an initiative first place and the, yeah. for two women to get a job? Like, it, what are you not? It's practicing? not even
0: that they're going to get a job. It's just that they're being considered. And I don't want to be considered because I'm a woman. And you have to meet the like you have to meet your quota. Yeah. I would rather be considered completely separately from the fact that I'm a woman and that my, like...
1: My art speaks for itself. Yeah,
0: that, like, I've worked my ass off to get to this point and I deserve this for my credentials and not because I'm a woman and I have to be considered.
1: Right, and, like, it's just... That is not, again, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Like, it's just not. It's very much a tokenizing, surface-level promise. And, again, it's rich coming from an academy that's not supporting this on their own. Like it it's very much not just the industry itself, and it's not just the artist itself. It's literally things ingrained into this. The whole entertainment world is based off of these issues of privilege, which is male privilege, white privilege, uh wealth privilege, you know, uh so on, yeah, normativity.
0: I mean, earlier in March, um, a group, so the Recording Academy, Sony Music Group, Warner Music Group and the University Music Group uh, created this like group of diversity, equity and inclusion um, leaders. So this is a new position that they've created and it merged between the four of them and they're like. Woo, we're going to like join forces and like build this community to to, like discuss the current landscape of DEI in the music industry and like align an agenda. And they're like, we stand in solidarity The show must be paused. And like, we're going to work towards this thing. But they don't actually tell you how they don't actually give you a timeline, any steps, any goals that they have. They're just saying like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to promote this. How? Tell me how.
1: Exactly. It's performative activism. And I have not seen anything since that promise. No. And, again, like, some things might be inner workings of the company, but you should still celebrate that and show your progress. This is not something where you get to say, oh, I'm going to do this, just trust me. There have been times and times again where women are proven to not trust men, or there's women, times where POC are proven not to trust white people in general. And there's it's just something where we cannot stop and say oh I will trust you oh I will make sure that this is happening like it has to be something that's again documented proven shown like what are we doing to do this improvement what are the statistics that we've done so far are you tokenizing people or are actually caring and giving equity and inclusion are mm-hmm. you into like are they even allowed to see the process of hiring yeah
0: yeah, I mean, in 2018 at Billboard's Live Music Summit, they had like a panel on diversity and inclusion, basically. And they talked about um, some ways to uh, or some issues that there are. Um, for example, they talked about like inclusivity writers as a possible means to pervert uh, diversity and equality. Um, basically, they would be used by like artists, talent, talent agencies and prom- tour promoters to require, uh, to require a greater diversity in everything from stage groups Uh, stage crews to festival lineups Uh, they also talked about how unpaid internships are um, a barrier to greater diversity because the only people who can actually afford to take them are the ones who are rich and probably white and probably men
1: exactly and it's like you i don't think people realize how much these things are work to ingrain themselves with each other capitalism is made to work with the axis of privilege Mm-hmm. and like you just said like internships examples, and stuff like that and like even then like i know there's this girl on Spotify. or she was an intern at spotify and she posted on twitter that spotify stole her ideas for interactive um rewinds uh for their music and stuff like that and they just never credited her never gave her money and again she was an intern but like if you're going to start using that platform and start using that method of interactiveness with your rewinds that are a big deal because everybody loves the spotify rewind oh yeah fun times yeah you should probably give credit where credit is due and it doesn't help that like she was a poc woman at that like again you need to start doing better this is not i get that you're a big old corporate ceo spotify oh that doesn't mean that you get to stomp on people's backs to get where you are oh absolutely not and yeah music industry's cutthroat but also give credit
0: where credit's due yeah, and that's like, the least you can do, especially if they're a woman or a person of color, and you, you know that there's this issue in the music industry. Yeah,
1: and there's also a huge int- issue of intersectionalism. Like Billboard released a um, list of more than a hundred powerful female executives in the music industry, but only twenty of them were women of color. That's still a huge issue. Like you, you cannot celebrate women if you're not celebrating intersectional women. If you're mm-hmm. not celebrating lgbt women if you're not celebrating biopc women it's something you are not celebrating women in general you're just celebrating white women's success yeah and like yes women in positions are a very good thing but again there are still accesses of privilege that are happening there they when white women still have white privilege and yeah. they're still getting more positions than women in the in- poc women in the industry let alone the pay grade we haven't even got to that the wage gap oh yeah oh, brother Yeah. I mean,
0: the thing is, this isn't just an issue in the US uh, music industry. It's also like other parts of the globe, like the UK. Um, The UK music put out like a study at at the end of the year, which basically said the proportion of minority ethnic uh, employees rose between 2016 and 2020 from 15.6% to 22.3%, which is huge. But... It also noted the representation is worse in higher paid jobs, or higher, yeah, higher paid jobs. So people earning, jobs earning more than 100,000 euros per year, or pounds per year, what does the UK use? I pounds. think they use pounds. Yeah, pounds per year. Only 27% were women, and only 12.2% were not white, or people of color. And then on the other hand, in low-paid jobs, uh, where salaries were less than 15,000 pounds, Uh, The figures were 59.4% women and 33.6% people of color.
1: And, again, like, again, not surprising. Like, uh, I think another issue is that people are like, oh, everybody just hates America because they're the racist ones. Uh, Yes, (laughs) yes, but also so are you. Like, you are the original father (laughs) of (laughs) this. So, like, it's something that happens everywhere. There is misogyny and sexism in every place and there's anti-black or anti whatever um poc yeah yeah, in every country and it's something that everything has to work everybody has to work for like this is something that's on a global scale it's not just a oh look at our country what can our country do better this is something where there has been things that have happened in the history or happened in the past that have resulted in these acts of privilege being forced upon other countries forever and it's going to be a hard long thing to undo this it really will be but again you need to take the initiative people need to start taking the initiative Mm -hmm. and that's the most irritating part about all of this is that It's just, it's being said, oh, it's being seen, oh, we're going to form DEI groups, oh, we're going to meet on a board and start doing this, then what are you doing?
0: Yeah, give me actual steps that you're taking, and then we'll talk
1: exactly and it just never happens it's all very surface level performative activism
0: i will say uk music did put out like a 10-point plan to promote it and like some of the things on there was like removing the word urban to describe music of black origin using genre specific terms like r B" or soul instead ending the use of the offensive and outdated term bame which stands for black asian and minority ethnic ethnic people and official communication i have never heard that in my it life. is a uk i looked it up it's a uk thing wow yeah um And, like, they'll commit to spending, like, UK music members will commit to spending a portion of their annual recruitment budget to ensure a diverse candidate pool. And members will pledge to increase diversity in middle and senior management. Now, the whole pledging thing, that's where I'm, like, how... Pledging is one thing, but also, like, I, I feel like putting your gender and, like, ethnicity on a job application is kind of bullshit.
1: Well, yeah, like... I, we've had meetings with people who are like professionals in resume building and stuff like that Like we just had to have that for classes and stuff like that And they always say don't add a picture of yourself don't add that way They can't see your race or your gender and like Don't put your sexuality on there because you can't really see somebody and assume their sexuality even though people do mm-hmm. um it's very much like Again, why are we focusing on this and they always say oh, it's for statistics. Oh, it's for statistics. It's to make
0: us look good because we're considering other people,
1: right? And it's like you know, I'll bully you. <laughs> like, kind of. It's to the point where I will bully a company. I yeah. will. I get on. I mean, Twitter I every day and say, Amazon,
0: I, stop. I only gave like four points of this, and two of them are solid. They're small little things like removing "urban" and like to describe black music, or, like black origin music, and like ending that term. Like, babe, that is awful Never heard and that, of that is such a small like a small thing to do but it's a big thing to do and that is actual feasible like progress yes versus the, like just committing and pledging to yes, something yes and
1: it's very hard to change your vocabulary but it's something that can be done there are so oh, yeah. many other words in the dictionary so many other words that are used every day that can be said that actually is better like oh, yeah. it's just better to explain this like again i don't I don't know. It's just, I feel like a lot of the music and music industry and just, like, artists in general have been whitewashed in history. Oh, yeah. And, like I said earlier, like, um, even Elvis was thought to be, like, this great musician. Like, all he did was he performed. Like, he was a great art. He was a good performer. Performer. And he could sing. Yeah. And he gyrated in his hips. He could dance. Wow. (laughs) Like, he did not write his own music. No. And, you know, like you need to understand he got his music from somewhere and it was not his white best friend no so yeah so
0: i guess to close this out why is this important
1: why is this important well why would it not be important there is again there have been a history where there have been people who have been hurt in every industry in this one particularly because again there is it it's so deep rooted. Like, you cannot deny that, you know, there were white artists that were traveling that took songs from plantations where enslaved people were singing and made that their own hit. And then there was minstrels and stuff like that. Like, this is such deep-rooted things in our music history and the entertainment world. And the more that we choose to turn a blind to them, the more we choose to whitewash history, the more we choose to promise performative activism pledges and stuff like that the more it's not going to fix and it hurts people it hurts poc it hurts women it hurts lgbt people it hurts anybody of the intersectional between those three it's not an industry that is welcoming no and it never will be
0: i also think it's important because there needs to be more voices like it can't just be the white men being like here is our opinions on all things and our opinions are correct because they're not uh sometimes sure all the time definitely not and like some of the most creative people i know are women and like or people of color or people in the lgbt community like white men are (laughs) possibly not always the most creative people that i know um Exactly. So, and they've got, you know, especially depending on their political views, they've got really one message, and sometimes it comes out like blurred lines, you yes, know? Yes.
1: And it's like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say ignorance can't be taught, but there's certain points where, like, if you remain ignorant and you're choosing to do that, that's a ideology now. That is a lifestyle for you. Yeah. That's not ignorance anymore. Yeah. And it is not anybody's job to educate you at that point because people have tried oh yeah and it's very easy to just google something or something like that yeah or just ask again the voice that you are targeting what this is doing to them
0: yeah like women's voices people of color's voices lgbt community like they're all their voices need to be heard and they need to be amplified right and when they're being representing such a small percentage of the industry it is really really hard for that to happen
1: Exactly, like, and, you know, they already have a bunch of things that are, like, anybody of a marginalized identity already have a bunch of things going against them. So, of course, they're not going to be able to get out their song about um, power and stuff like that on a grand stage because it's not, one, what is going to sell to the white male audience in the industry, particularly, not, mm-hmm. like, the population, but the industry specifically mm-hmm. who says, yes, go ahead with these things or, yes, go ahead and record this thing. And it's not going to be performed at these Academy Award shows or something like that. And then when it is, it's always going to be, like, met with scrutiny online from people who are, like, oh, I I write journalism. whoa, oh, I'm better than everyone. <laughs> not to hate you. But, like... <laughs> nah, go for it. But, like, it does happen sometimes. I've seen somebody on Rolling Stones. They were a writer for Rolling Stones culture. And they were just very... Um, they made fun of like poor people in general which is it's, it's weird it's just weird classism yeah so we haven't even gotten to classism but you know classism like capitalism all of that goes part with this but
0: yeah yeah okay that's all we got this week so thank you yeah thanks for saying this has been casual version see you next time